Hello and welcome back to the Laughable Podcast with myself, Keen, and my lovely co-host, Mr. Craig. Hello, Keen. How are you keeping? I'm not too bad. So how would you get on with your challenges this week, Keen? So the Freezy Five and then I set you the challenge to bake an apple pie. So we'll get that out in the open straight away. I didn't do it. The apple pie or the Freezy Five? The apple pie. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't. My ma made an apple pie and it was tasty. She made two. Made two. Yeah, I, I tasted it. I tasted it. Both the pies. And both of them were good. Both of them were good. Oh, but uh, yeah, I didn't, because there was no more apples left. Oh, so that was your excuse. That no was my apples. excuse. There was no <laughs> apples, no cooking apples, so I couldn't make a pie. Damn, mammy. Yeah. Stealing all the apples. How dare she? Yeah. Don't have words with her now. I, I don't mind it. It's, it's good pie. <laughs> uh, there's some pie there. I'll give you some pie. <laughs> uh, but the Freezy 5 challenge wasn't too bad. Cold showers aren't as bad as I thought it'd be. The exercise now. The first day I did exercise. Not good. The whole world went a bit fuzzy. And uh, my legs turned to jelly. Oh, lovely. And I kind of just had to lie down in my garden. <laughs> oh, Jesus. To try and recover. But... uh yeah, it was it wasn't a good time, but uh, it has since gotten easier. So. What about your diet and book? The diet was okay. I did have a few slips. I ate a whole Easter egg in Ooh. one sitting. Uh, I was like, "Oh, I'll have a small bit of this. That's okay." And then a small bit turned into like, "Oh, I'll have a quarter of it," and then that quarter turned into half, and then half was just like, oh, "I'll just eat the whole thing." Oh, yeah, why not? Sure. Sure, I've started it now. Oh yeah, might as well finish it. So you can't rewrap it. No. So I finished it. The book. I'm enjoying my book. That's good. Yeah, the book's fun. And that's Ready Player One, isn't it? Yeah. I went to go watch the film over the weekend and it's not on any streaming services anymore. So, bitter. Yeah. Mm. Just have to finish the book and hopefully it'll pop up on something again. Yeah. I do think... Um, I think... Film and the book, but like they go very different very quickly. Because in the book, he's in the, the main character is in school. I don't, I can't really remember, but I'm pretty sure he's not in school. Um, in the film, so yeah, it's the one big major difference I've noticed so far. Now you'll always find a different story, really, won't you? Yeah, I feel like that's quite a a big difference. Like that's completely changing the story. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. What's that? That's a quote from a film. Isn't it? I think it's Forrest Gump. Could be. I love you, Jenny. I love you, Jenny. Anytime I, I think of that line, I don't think of it from Forrest Gump. I think of it from The Ringer. Oh, When yeah. he's trying to come up trying with it. come up with it. And he's like, I love you, Jenny. <laughs> Which is, incidentally, that's a great film. The Ringer. Yeah. I watched it during the week, actually. Oh. Mm. How? Uh, I can't think of the word. It's about. It's actually quite a heartwarming movie, and they actually got over a hundred and fifty people who happened to be mentally challenged to appear in the movie, which I thought yeah. was quite good, actually, because they were given a chance. Exactly. Uh, I think Johnny Knoxville became really good friends with the the guys who were his uh, 
the other competitors, he became really good friends with all of them. And he used to bring them onto the set of Jackass and everything. Oh, deadly. Yeah. Because it was actually, the movie was slayed when it came out. And people disliked the fact that it was Johnny Knoxville in the role. And it was the Farley brothers who directed it because they're just known for their rude antics. Mm. But um, I think it's quite enjoyable. And yeah. it's quite pleasant. And I, I did think it was quite heartwarming, to be fair. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was well done for what the story was like. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's not exactly a a, a nice story. But no, it's not it a well, nice like. story. But I think they didn't treat the people badly. Yeah, they did give them respect. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's the crux of the the film. Exactly, and that's like. Johnny Knoxville hates doing what he's doing because he has respect for the for the competitors. My challenges then, I did make your scones. They're you there did. for you to try later on. Yeah. So, I don't know what they'll be like. I'm looking forward to them. Bit of butter, maybe some jam. There you go, Good sorted. Good times. Then, my freezy five. I'm fed up drinking water. Yeah. I'm constantly needing to piss I feel like I should be in a nappy or carrying a, an empty bottle around just in case for accidents or emergencies Um. then the diet wise I've been very good I've cut down my 6 to 7 cups of tea or coffee down to 1 a day I um, have mainly been eating my 3 main meals of the day and I've avoided mm. snacks Um. I've been reading To Have and Have Not by Ernest Hemingway. Yes. It's alright. It's um a lot of fishing terminology, which is kind of going right over my head because I know nothing about it. Yeah. But um, it's not too bad. Hopefully, there's another book of his that I might enjoy more. What but, is it? Um, what's what? What's the other book? Um, or are you just speaking in general? Just speaking in general. Ah. But, um, I don't know. I'll get myself through it eventually. I didn't have any slips apart from yesterday. But on, even on my rest days, on my cheat days, I didn't, I didn't, like, have chocolate or anything. I still stuck to the diet. Hmm. But yesterday, there was nothing for the dinner, so I ended up getting a takeaway. And I got, I got a, a fish box. So it still wasn't the worst of things to be getting. Yeah. So um, I think I'm doing pretty well. But I'm, but I'm hungry. I'm hungry all the time, I have to say, because I got used to eating so much. Sitting on my arse all day. Yeah. I think that's where I'm falling down and I get hungry and I just... Yeah. So I'm hungry. I'm peeing a lot. Getting cravings. Honestly think I'm pregnant. Maybe. So yeah. And I actually have your new challenge for this week. Hit me with it. So I thought it'd be a little bit of fun. So your new challenge is to create your very own unique smoothie or cocktail. You have to, to come up with the name. You have to all new ingredients. It can't be copied or anything. Right. And then you can confirm it with me. And then you have to make it for someone. And they have to, to also like it. You have to like it. Mm. And then you can post it up on our social medias and see if people like it they can try it out interesting so your own unique smoothie or a cocktail and you have to have right. a reason for the name and everything right 
okay? That might be a bit of fun. I know you like to make a few concoctions. I think, and this is going to seem very uncreative, but I think that'll be your challenge as well. Okay. I will post the two of them. Very good. I don't have a blender, but... <laughs> well... I figure something out. Yeah. Mash them with your hand. Mash them with my hand. Yeah. Or like get a bucket and stamp on them. Yeah. To do for wine. grapes with wine. Yeah. Well, you can't do that now because that's just wine. True. But uh, yeah, so that'll be the, the challenges of the week. And I will actually do it this week. Deadly stuff. I think. <laughs> Imagine two weeks in a row of me just not doing the challenges. <laughs> then our sporting predictions. That didn't go well for us this week. Yeah. As Wolfsburg Dortmund, I picked Wolfsburg. Keen, you picked a draw. draw. Yeah. And Dortmund won two nil despite having a man sent off. Yeah, I probably should have gone with Dortmund, if I'm yeah, being honest. Yeah, I thought Dortmund as well, but I went with Wolfsburg because I wanted to know about them. And I looked at their team on the day, and I thought they were shit. How they're third, I don't know. Yeah, I'd watched a couple of uh, German league games, and all the teams seemed terrible. Like, I watched Wolfsburg play Bayer Leverkusen, and I was like, this is shocking. Because I'd watched Bayer Leverkusen play in Dortmund, and that was a terrible game as well. Yeah. So we both lost that. And then in terms of the basketball, there was the Nets playing the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. And we both picked the Suns and the Nets won. But we didn't expect Kevin Durant to be back. And <sighs> Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant came on. And I think he played 27 minutes and got like 32 or 34 points. I don't... He's annoying me. He yeah. lets me down when I pick the Nets. But the Suns were, were quite poor. CP3 was very poor on the game. That's Chris mm. Paul, to people who may not know. Yeah. And um, they didn't use their big man. And they should have utilised him more. They should have used Aiton more. He got 20 points when he was given the ball, but he wasn't given the ball enough. Hmm. Yeah. I, that's I didn't... the Nets' weakness. They can't handle a big man. I, I didn't watch the game. I didn't do much this week for for the podcast, did I? No. <laughs> I took a week off. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I didn't watch the game. Completely forgot it was on. And I just... I think it's because it's at the Nets as well, like, wasn't it? Yeah. No excitement for it, you know? It was a very irritating game, to be honest with you. Because the Suns dominated the first half. It was yeah. very, very good. And then it just went all to crap in the second half with Durant and Everton they put CP3 on Durant as well which was a total mismatch yeah so, he's only a little man yeah granted when I say that about basketball players they always start, uh, turn out to be like 6 foot 5 yeah I think the smallest current NBA player is 5'10 that's not small like. no and that's Dragic I think of Miami Heat oh I thought he was taller than that He's a point guard and they're usually smaller. Mm. But um, in terms of predictions this week, I was thinking for the football, we have to go for Man United versus Liverpool. Yes. So what are you thinking for that? I think United are going to win. Yeah, we have to back our team. Yeah, United will win. So we're going for United. Yeah. Hopefully they'll knock it out of the park. And then for the basketball, our other favourite team, 
Milwaukee Bucks mm. are facing the Nets. So three weeks in a row we're going to have a Nets game. Well, I have to back the Bucks. Yeah, we have to back our team again. So we're going to go for the Bucks. Hopefully Yanis will absolutely rip them new arseholes. Yeah. I realised for in terms of uh, competition this week, it's... Uh, it's uh, essentially null and void because we're we we've no difference. Well, would you like to change or would we stick with our teams? No, no, we stick with our teams. I just think just... it'll be be good. We have to back our teams this week, and it's two big games. Yeah. So next up, Kane, I was thinking we do our agony uncle for this week. Yes. I have our new one. So this person, this female, has sent in. Will playing with my breasts make them bigger? My boyfriend insists it will. He's 22 and I'm 19. He spends the evenings fondling my breasts to see if his theory works. I don't think there's any truth in it and I really wouldn't mind him having a rest. That's a man playing a game. That's a man playing a game. He just, he has a full on boob fetish. He just wants to play with them every day. He saw an opportunity. Yeah. And he's taken it. That poor girl. That poor girl. Um, maybe hide. Just give it a Google, like. I'm sure surely the answer you seek is on Google. Yeah, but I'd hide from him. Or I'd complain saying you're in pain and your boobs are very tender. So he can't touch them. Or say you have a fungal disease. And then he's going to be like, oh no, I don't want to touch no Shrek diddies. <laughs> so... <laughs> He won't want to touch him. By the sounds of it, he probably would. Yeah, he just seems like he just wants boobs all the time. I think... Um, Tell him to go get his own. Yeah. Put a load of weight on and funnel your own boobs. <laughs> or get surgery. Yeah, he could do that. Mm. Or like, get a bra, put a few mangoes in it. Pretend. Power of imagination, you know. Seems oddly specific. Haven't tried it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you had, but <laughs> only Satsumas. <laughs> oh, oh, fair. You know, Satsumas are quite small, aren't they? A cup. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you measure fruit? Yeah. And just going into Tesco, it's just like ah. Yeah, mangoes. They're like a C or a D. Well, I don't know, to be honest. I'm just guessing. Fair. Fair. A bee. That would be like a... A quite sizable tangerine. Fair enough. <laughs> and, um... Uh, watermelons. They'd be like a fucking backbreaker. They would. They're like a... A double Z. Aren't they? <laughs> They're like... Big. But you can get a small watermelon. Oh, like cantaloupe. Well, yeah. That's a completely different type of melon. True. The other thing about watermelons, did you ever see the picture of the cat and they put a, a they like, had taken the flesh out of a watermelon and made a helmet? Oh, cool. For the cat. Yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> it looked like the cat had bangs. Oh, yeah. Hmm. It sued him. That cat had swag. Yeah, watermelon helmets for cats. Mm. I it's actually a... seen helmets this week for um chickens. Chickens? For chickens, yeah. 
Ooh. Why does the chicken need a helmet? I have no idea, but they look hilarious. <gasps> Did you see, uh, I forget which Winter Olympics it was, but I think it was the Jamaican bobsled team, their helmets were watermelons. Like, they had a watermelon design on their helmets. Well, that's cool. I'll have to look that up. I, I'm going to look that up now. I was thinking I might actually tell you about a film that I watched this week, Keen. Do. Is, is, is it an old film? It is. Can from... we do a, a spoiler-filled review? I can indeed. Yes! <laughs> it's 1968, so it's proper old. Oh, well then, all the spoilers we want. Yeah, so I think it's, what, 52, 53 years old? Make me do maths. <laughs> um, you 54? Oh, 54. 53. 53, okay. Yes. Okay. Wait, what year? 58. Came out in 1958. Mm, or 68, sorry. 68, so, yeah. 53. 53. Yes. Okay. Um, I watched several movies this week, but this is the one I wanted to talk about the most because... When I read about it afterwards, there's some interesting facts. I oh. know you love your facts. I do love facts, especially about behind the scenes stuff on movies. Mm. Mm. So this movie is called Rosemary's Baby. Oh, and is it about a baby had by Rosemary? It is. Oh, Surprisingly. Nice. Well, look, I have an eye for detail, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I noticed that watermelon helmet straight off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> but it is a um, horror movie. Oh, we know I don't like them. You don't like them, but I think you'd find it interesting all the same. So Rosemary's Baby was doing the murders. <laughs> you'd have to wait until the end. <gasps> Rosemary's Baby was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it starts off with this young couple. Rosemary. Rosemary and um, her husband. Jeff. No. Guy. Sir, his name's Guy. His name is Guy. That's lazy. <laughs> like, okay, fair enough. I know people out there are called Guy. I'm not like Guy Ritchie. I'm not against the name. But I think if you're coming up with a character, Guy is a lazy name. <laughs> but Rosemary and Guy are... Who plays Rosemary and Guy? Mia Farrow and I can't remember... The other guy's name, I believe his surname is Castavets, but I'm not too sure on his first name. But so, they're a young couple and they're living in New York and they're looking for a new apartment. And they have a baby. Hold on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking for a new apartment and he is an aspiring actor. He's appeared in a few things, but he hasn't quite hit his big break yet. Right, so he's like Joey from Friends. Exactly. He he had his big break on, like, Happy Days or something. I don't know what. Days in our lives. That's the one. But um, they're looking for this apartment, and they find one that they like. And there's a baby in it. Not yet, King. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it called Rosemary's Baby if Rosemary's Baby isn't in it? <laughs> but they decided they're going to move into this one. And they tell that their friend, who happens to be their old landlord, Hutch who is, is his also name. a baby. Yeah, he's a baby. Cool. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, the baby's in it. Finally, the baby's in it. 
But um, Hutch tells them not to move there because it is a place known for evil things to have happened there. Like, like there was babies. Yeah, you're obsessed with babies right now. <laughs> no, I just want to know, what's the story? Is it a dick baby? No, I have to tell you about the movie so you know what's going on. <laughs> well, maybe it's a dick baby. I think I should just tell you what happens now because I go to, it's going to take ages for the baby to come in. Oh, fine, I'll just sit quietly. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah. <laughs> but Hutch tells them that this place was quite evil because there used to be two sisters that lived there before. And they they were, used to be babies. They used to be babies. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but they were into witchcraft and they used to murder people and eat them. Including babies? Probably. And probably eight babies. This podcast is going to hold a record for the word babies. <laughs> okay. I think I should not do the spoiler and just say exactly because it's going to take all day. Just, no, just continue. <laughs> continue. Um, I'll occasionally interject. <laughs> I forget where I was now. Hutch uh, told him not to move in because there was the baby sisters. Oh yeah, and there was also a man who lived there and he believed that he could summon the devil and he was also a Satanist. Okay. Okay, but despite his opinions, they decided to move in there anyway. But why? Like, this brings me back to my rant in like episode two about horror films and it's like, people do stupid things in horror movies. True. Like a man has just warned you that this is a murder house with a man who can summon the devil and there's something to do with a baby. And (laughs) and they're just like, oh, we're going to move in anyway. No, listen to Hutch. Exactly. He knows. He knows what he's talking about. Is is he a minor character? Does he come back into this later? He does come back into it. Ooh. He plays a significant part in it. He's the baby's father. Ooh. It wasn't Guy at all. Ooh. You're in for a big surprise. Oh, if I'm right, man, I should write movies. Yeah, you should do. But they move in anyway, and they're settling in well, and he's still trying to find parts, and he's not quite getting them. But one evening, Rosemary's down in the basement of the apartment block and she's doing some washing. And she finds the baby. Not yet. Damn it. I will get there. (laughs) You'll get there eventually. But she makes friends with this woman, Terry. And she is a former drug addict and alcoholic. And she's been adopted by this elderly couple. And she's doing the washing for the elderly couple. And she's also wearing this necklace, which she says is a good luck charm. How old Terry? Terry is in her 20s, I believe. And she's been adopted in her 20s? Yeah, because they wanted to kind of reform her. Right. But um, she's wearing this necklace anyways. Yes. And it's this kind of like a silver sphere with holes in it and it contains a special herb in it that's supposed to be a good luck charm and it looks like and it smells funky and it does not look like a baby (laughs) (laughs) it smells like a baby (laughs) it probably does because it smells like shit apparently oh 
baby shit a lot. True. But um, then when Rosemary and Guy are out one evening, they come back to find Terry has jumped from the top of the apartment and killed herself. And while they're talking to the police, the elderly couple show up that were caring for Terry. Yes. They show up and Rosemary like gives her condolences and yada yada. And then the old couple show up the next day to say thank you. And they want to become friends with Rosemary and Guy. Ooh. Mm. And so and then they give them a baby. Rosemary and Guy um, kind of feel sorry for them a little bit. And they start to become friends with them and go over for dinner and stuff like that. But the elderly couple won't leave them alone and keep showing up every single day. Right. And they're kind of telling her she has to have a baby. And she wants a baby anyways. But Guy doesn't want the baby. Guy wants to have a career. Before uh, anything else. I but see. he, because Rosemary's getting a little bit upset. He decides, oh sure, we'll, we'll have a baby. Mm. And he goes for this huge part in this Broadway play. But yes. someone else gets it called Baumgart. Oh, very good. Right. How could, how did they come up with Baumgart and Guy? I don't know. Lazy writing. There you go. Lazy. But. The fact that they named it Rosemary's Baby and she still doesn't even have the baby. Mm, how far into the film are we here? This is not even a quarter, I'd say. Oh. Or it could be a quarter. I see. But anyways, they're trying for the baby and that and nothing's happening and blah, blah, blah. And he's quite upset that he hasn't got the part and he's kind of neglecting Rosemary and everything. I see. And he starts to go and visit the elderly couple by himself because she Beat isn't quite keen on them anymore because she finds them a little bit annoying and meddlesome and a little bit pushy. But he gets on really well with them. He's cheating on her with the old couple. He could be. You never know. I figured it out. I've cracked the case. Yeah. So he gives her a baby. God help her at 70 or 80 or whatever she was. You never know. Stranger things. Stranger things. But, um, where was I? Sorry, I've lost my trail of thought there. He's been cheating on Rosemary over, by going over. <laughs> You're just making other. your own movie today. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but, um. There's been 17 babies. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to try and have a real romantic evening, Rosemary and Guy. And, and the old couple. The old couple decide to make them a dessert for afterwards. And so she hands over a chocolate mousse. Very nice. And Rosemary doesn't really like it. But the husband forces her to kind of eat it. Because the old woman slaved over a hot stove, he says, to make this mousse. I don't think you use a stove to make mousse. But anyways. I, I wouldn't say you do. He um he kind of forces her to eat it, so she eats a bit of it, and then she starts to feel really ill. Yeah. And she starts to kind of, like, hallucinate and everything. Right. And she starts imagining that she's in a room with all the people in the apartment block. She's naked. All of them are naked. And then she dreams that she's raped by a demon. Be the Lord. Yeah. But she also was prone to having hallucinations kind of anyway. Like if she heard an argument, she'd 
hallucinate about the time when she was in a Catholic school and the nuns would be given out. She wakes up the following morning and she has scratches on her arm and on her back. Yeah. And Guy says, oh, I took the opportunity to have sex with you while you were knocked out because I didn't want to lose out on the chance to make a baby. And it was kind of fun in a necrophile kind of way, he says, which was rather creepy. And he was, she was kind of creeped out herself. I don't like Guy. No, he's he's quite creepy. Yeah. But um, but Rosemary does become pregnant, finally. Interesting. So Rosemary becomes pregnant, right? With a baby. With a baby. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but she's in a fierce amount of pain. Because of the baby. Because of the baby. She's in a lot of pain. She actually loses a lot of weight. She goes almost albino in appearance. She goes very gaunt. The elderly couple won't leave her alone and want to interfere an awful lot. The baby's been eating her from the inside. Ooh. No. Oh. But. I thought I'd actually, like, got something right. (laughs) No. But, um, she's a little bit annoyed of the older couple and they've forced her to have a different um, midwife, different doctor. Oh. Than her family would normally use. I thought you were going to say to force her to have a different baby. <laughs> this film is wild. <laughs> so um, he won't give her anything to relieve the pain and just keep saying it'll be a few days before it's gone. It'll be a few days before it's gone. Right. But um, she's getting more and more annoyed and the husband keeps insisting no, listen to everything the old couple say. It's very weird. Hmm. Why doesn't he go live with them? I know. Guys but the old couple provide her with vitamin drinks every single day to drink. They're definitely drugging her like. Mm. But keep giving her these vitamin drinks and she keeps drinking them and she's coming more and more ill and more and more sick and, mm. and everything. And then one day she just feels movement and the pain just goes. Right. It's gone. And it just goes... She starts to get on really well with the, the elderly couple then. Time passes and everything because she thinks maybe the drinks are helping. Ah, I see. You know? So it becomes fast friends with this couple and they're basically living in each other's arms, you know? Mm. But um, then Hutch decides to show up again. Go on, Hutch. Yeah. S- S- Starsky. Yeah. <laughs> And they should have called the baby that. <gasps> yeah. But um, Hutch shows up again. And then he sees, because after Terry died, Rosemary received the the chain with the with the um, sphere with the root in it. And they yeah. say it's called Tannis root. Yeah. And Hutch smells it and he's like, I've never heard of Tannis root. I think that's very weird. I'm going to have to look that up and everything. Hmm. Good man, Hutch. Hmm. Using them detective skills. But meanwhile, Guy is starting to become a bit of a star. He gets that Broadway play because Baumgart has suddenly become blind. And he gets to take his place. It's all very sinister. Hmm. And then Hutch goes to do some investigating. Hmm. And then Rosemary tells Guy this. And Guy's like, oh, right, okay, yeah. And then Hutch rings Rosemary and is like, I want to see you immediately tomorrow. 
I have some stuff to tell you and I can't tell you over the phone. Right. Right. If it's that important, why did it could it wait till the next day? Because he was afraid who might be listening on the line. But why wouldn't he be like, oh, I need to see you right now? I think this was very late at night. Ah, <laughs> If it's that important, who cares what time of the day it is? I know. But um, he ends up in a coma and he doesn't show up to the meeting place. Peter Lorris. I know. And then he's in the coma then for a couple of months and he eventually dies. But he leaves her this book yeah. in his will, basically. Yeah. So when she gets this book, it's a book on witchcraft. And he's underlined several things. Yeah. Of note. And Tanishru is also known as the devil's fungus. And it's a herb involved with Satanism. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he's also underlined the name of the man who used to live in that apartment. Who used to be involved with Satan. Yeah. And his name was Stephen Marcato. Like right. the biscuit. Yes. And is it a biscuit? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but wrong, wrong thing. <laughs> it's also an anagram for the elderly man's name. Because <gasps> his name is Roman Casta something. Long name? Yeah. So it's an anagram. If you use the letters, all the letters fit into it. I see. Mm, so he turns out to be the son of that Satanist guy. Right. And when she's reading the book, she finds out that Satanists actually use babies' blood in their witchcraft because it's the best blood to use when they're talking to Satan and asking them to do things. Interesting. So she becomes overly paranoid thinking that they're given the... Gave her the doctor. They're giving her the the vitamins. Mm. They insisted on her having a baby. They're, she believes that they want her baby so that they can use it for their witchcraft. She starts to think that they're Satanists. I see. So she's trying to get away from them. She's becoming ill again. She's terrified. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Then she tries to change her doctor. And when she eventually finds another doctor. And she's kind of sneaking around. She doesn't trust Guy either. Because he's so close with the elderly couple as well. I wouldn't trust Guy either. I'd say yeah. Guy's up to some sort of shenanigans. Exactly. But. She eventually gets to find another doctor. Yeah. And she tells him the whole story. And how she thinks that. They're Satanists and everything. And they want her baby. Yeah. So that they can use its blood. And um, he's like, all right, okay, I'll help you and blah, blah, blah. But he actually calls her other doctor and her husband. Because he thinks she's going in a little bit insane. The pregnancy's getting to her. Yeah. And Guy and the doctor take her back home. And they drug her. And she starts to go into labour. And she delivers the baby. She wakes up and the doctor and Guy tell her that the baby died during the birth. And oh. she's, she's not convinced. She's kind of like, no, I think you took my baby to use its blood and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And they're like, no, he died. You're just going paranoid. She is being given 
drugs every single day to help her get through the pain and to help her with her with her mind and everything as well. Yeah. And she starts to um avoid taking them. She hides them when she's given them. Oh. Mm. Go on, Rosemary. Exactly. And one evening she thinks she can hear the baby crying. In a hospital? No, or is she in back, the, home? back in the home, back in the apartment block. Mm-hmm. And Guy's like, oh no, a new couple just moved in and they happen to have a baby. They're just imagining things. Oh, how very convenient, Guy. Yeah. But that would be a lot of babies for this film that has no babies. Mm. But Rosemary becomes more and more suspicious and she just wants to see if she can find her baby. Hence the name. Yes. Mm, I get it now. And then she eventually builds up enough strength and Guy and people in the apartment block have decided to go over to the elderly couples to um for a bit of dinner or whatever. Mm. So while they're gone and they think she's kind of drugged up and stuff so she won't be able to get out of bed. Yeah. But she's been hiding them so she gets up out of the bed and she grabs a big knife out of the kitchen and she finds... Because they had this closet that was always kind of a little bit wary and no one kind of went near it and stuff. Yeah. She goes into this closet and she takes down the shelves and there's actually a secret door that leads into a baby. A weird Satanist little kind of a church. <gasps> right? And it's all pictures of the devil and stuff and the devil doing different things and people worshipping the devil. Jesus, it must have been a fairly big apartment. Mm. And she goes in there and she walks in and it's everyone from the apartment block. And they're all drinking a glass of wine and she sees this masonette over in the corner. This fully black masonette. Ooh. And she's convinced that that's going to be her baby. Yeah. And she goes over to it and she looks in and she's absolutely horrified. By what she sees. The dead baby. No. It's a demon. A demon baby. It's a demon baby. The baby has demon eyes. He's cloven hooves. Claws for hands. Good lord. Yeah. And it is her baby. Because the old couple and everyone admit to her. That um, it is her baby. And that guy. She didn't hallucinate that night. She was actually raped by the devil. And they all watched. Guy is it the devil? No. Guy sold her womb to the devil. They summoned the devil and watched her be raped by the devil. Be the Lord. Yeah. So she gave birth to the devil's child. What's its name? Adrian. Ah, fair enough. Hmm. And then she's terrified. Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, yeah. So she's actually giving birth to the devil and they're all Satanists and they're going to try and Raise him to take over the world and fair, have fair the play. devil turn the world evil. Asher, look, fair play to them. All coming together, working together. Then they're kind of like, you need to be a mother to him. And she's kind of like, but I don't want to. But then she goes over and she hears him crying and she goes over and it just ends with her reaching out and rocking the masonette. So it's believed that she despite everything he is her son and she would like to be a mother but guy the evil guy just for a bit of 
fame, he sold his wife's womb. So, in exchange, he got Baumgart blind so that he could get the part. He yeah. got Hutch killed. But Hutch was his friend. I know. So he did all that just so he could become famous. And he basically sold out his, his wife as well. Hmm. He created the devil incarnate just so he could be famous. It's mad what people will do for a bit of fame, you know? I know. But I read some interesting stuff about the movie. Oh. Right. So the movie is said to be cursed. The movie, like the real real life movie is cursed. Real life movie is cursed. So the actual writer of the book, Ira Levin, so he wrote the novel in 1967. It was made into a movie in 68 because it made such a stir. Yeah. He based the book on his own life with his wife because she happened to be pregnant at the time. And once he'd written the book and the movie was coming out, his wife was kind of disturbed and divorced him, left him. Fair enough. The movie came out. He was heavily criticised and people believed he was a Satanist and everything. And he slowly, over the years, became insane and just went totally mental. Like he he lost the plot, he he lost his sanity. Then the producer of the movie, William Castle, he went into hospital with severe kidney stones and he, after the movie as well, he started to have loads of hallucinations. He used to scream out Rosemary. He used to scream out Rosemary dropped the knife. He used to live with loads of hallucinations. He um, didn't have a good life after that. He got involved in cocaine trafficking. He also got involved in a murder plot. And he was known as the Cotton Club Murder. Jesus Christ. And he was also kind of going a little bit mental as well. Yeah. Then the composer of the music in Rosemary. He, once the movie came out. Yeah. He fell over a cliff and went into a coma, much like like Hutch, and died. (gasps) Then the people, other people involved with the movie who picked the setting and everything and did some of the filming and that, picked a hotel and everything, they, what you call it? The setting became known as a cursed place because just after the movie, yeah, the director of the movie, Roman Polanski. Oh, he is was married to Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate, who was murdered by the Manson family. That happened literally just after the movie came out. Oh, so Roman Polanski's wife, Sharon Tate was killed yeah and they wrote Leonard Skinner at the crime scene which happened to be a Beatles song written by John Lennon and when John Lennon visited the set of Rosemary's Baby he was assassinated my god yeah 
That's kind of weird. Yeah. And Roman Polanski, just after the movie came out, obviously his wife was just murdered. Yeah. Who was also eight months pregnant. Oh, yeah. So he lost a child as well. Yeah. He then also went a little bit insane. And he actually raped a 13-year-old girl. Jesus Christ. Several years later. Actually at the home of Jack Nicholson beside his pool. Because he was doing a little bit of a shoot there. And he um he fled. It was confirmed that he did it. It's official that he did it. He was about to be sentenced. But just before he was sentenced, he fled to France. And due to extradition laws, he couldn't be brought back to the US. My God. So... He's been getting away with it since since back then. Yeah. He's so not dead. He's not dead, he's still alive. Oh, I thought he was dead. No, still alive and kicking. And it's also been rumoured that he also raped several other women. From around the same period. Because he was going a little bit insane. But still no excuse to... Not at all. And then the star of the movie... Mia Farrow, who's in all the scenes, and it's basically her on the screen the whole time. Yeah. Once the movie came out, her husband divorced her. Jeez. Then two years later, she married again, and that man divorced her. And then she ended up with Woody Allen. Oh. And we all know how that ended up. I do not. Woody Allen left her for the child that they adopted together. Jesus. Yeah. And she went insane also and became very violent towards all her adopted children and used to beat them and throw stuff at them. Jesus. So yeah, that's the curse of Rosemary's baby. All that got involved, they all went insane and all bad things happened to them. I see. And you watched that? I watched it. You wouldn't be watching that now. But it's only the people. Some secondhand voodoo. But they, it's only the people that got involved with the movie, only the, like, the producers and everything. Mm. So it was like a bit of a backlash. It was like they, they shouldn't have made a movie like that. Imagine it was just some psycho who was doing all this stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, that's the curse of Rosemary's Baby. But yeah, there you go. Now you know all about that. I oh. thought it was quite interesting. Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. How many thumbs up? Um, it's quite old. Um, so I don't know, maybe a seven. Seven tomes. Seven tomes. It is a classic. Um, it's known, I think, as the second best horror of all time. I didn't find it scary. It, like sounds more like a thriller than a horror. Yeah. Still, still though, a bit odd now. I don't, I don't know. It is very odd. But um. I also look. think it's a bit stupid to call the Rosemary's Baby when. Baby's not in there. By the sounds of it, the very end. Uh, literally the very end. That's why I was kind of like, Keen isn't ready for this. <laughs> like, Keen wants the baby from minute one. <laughs> if you call it something, that's like calling, like having Shrek and Shrek doesn't come into it till the last second. Mm. So, I think, I don't know if we discussed it before, but um, there was the whole uh, uh, sexual assault with your man Dirty Dom. Which, if someone's calling themselves Dirty Dom. Yeah, kind of stay away from him. Yeah, but. 
he was told no and he didn't listen and that's why he's a horrible horrible person and he's also part of your statement being like half apologizing but he's like uh it was more of like a i'm sorry you think that happened because it actually didn't kind of statement rather than i'm sorry for what i've done so he's just a scumbag but uh recently uh one of the guys who used to be part of the vlog squad uh came out and he was like uh yeah david dobrik nearly killed me and basically they had like an excavator and they tied a, a rope to the end of the, the scoop and david dobrik was sitting in it driving it and he'd swing it around and someone would be like on a rope and swinging around off the end of this excavator and he got his friend got up on it and uh he starts swinging it around but he was going really 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 fast right and then just stopped didn't like slow down just stopped right what happened your man hit off the the scoop Oof. and then landed face first into the water jesus what happened to him is he all right he's alive uh, but i think he had to have like reconstructive surgery on his face jesus i didn't fully look into this before yeah i just heard the story but uh, yeah, so he's come out and been talking about that. Yeah, is he going to sue or anything? I think he he is he's doing a, a like a documentary on I think it's on YouTube, but like he's interviewing David Dobrik on it about what happened. And was it David Dobrik's idea to just randomly stop it? Yeah, he was the one driving. Like. Oh Jesus! And why did he do it? Do you think it'd be funny, or yeah. do you think? Yeah, all Jesus. for the content. Did he at least pay for his surgery, do you know? Haven't a clue. Be the decent thing to do. You'd hope he did. Yeah. But like there's just people are some people are just on an, another level, like. Jesus Christ. But apparently like someone else had been on it and like asked to get down because she didn't feel safe. Yeah. Didn't look safe. Like it's a string on the end of a, a, a digger, like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but like it's a simple law of physics that if something's going fast and it just stops something oh yeah the force is going pendulum to, effect like yeah. it's just going to go and so yeah he uh i think he said he's just all around tit that dobrik guy anyway isn't he yeah he's just gone a bit too big for his boots and thinks he can get away with everything i think it's a usual thing too much money too young yeah that's just it how old is he 24 what is he like probably like a multi-millionaire yeah um a couple of headlines i saw as well that i thought were of interest were that in one of his laboratories elon musk implanted a some form of implant into a monkey yeah and he was able to play pong with his mind this is a his company Neuralink. yeah the hope for it is i seen his tweets about it and the hope for it is that, like, say, people with, who are uh, paraple- paraplegic. Uh, that's that the right term? I'm not sure. It could be. Well, say people who don't have the use of their their hands. Their limbs. Or their, or... Yeah, their limbs. Would be able to control stuff with their mind and use a phone. Uh, and then in, uh, in another tweet, he was saying, like, that did implant receptors into hands. And, uh, and legs and to be able to walk again which is amazing 
Yeah. I also seen someone be like, oh, uh, uh, he was like, it, it's a self-charging chip. It needs to be recharged. And someone goes, oh, how, how are you going to charge it with a recharge pillow? And you could tell they were being snarky. And he goes, no, a recharge baseball cap. And I was like, I can't tell if he's being serious. But I wouldn't but be I, surprised I, I, if it was. Yeah, yeah, and I'd love it. It'd be, that'd, that'd be cool. Just like a, Put a cap on and it's recharged. Yeah. That is deadly. I felt a little bit sorry for the monkey, though. Of all the games to give him, fucking Pong. Pong, yeah. Give him a bit of Call of Duty or FIFA. <laughs> yeah, actually. You know? Um, that monkey there, he's there thinking, look at all the advancements across the world now. And I'm playing pong. fucking Pong. Apparently, Two lines on the screen and a ball. Apparently, uh, people were given out that obviously they, te- they tested on a monkey. Yeah. But uh, they started, uh, they put out their like press release on uh, how how well the monkey was being treated. And uh, then everyone's like, oh, that's nice. And then you had the usual people who were like, oh, well, of course they're going to say that because it would be bad PR if it came out that they're abusing their monkey. It's like, why can't you just be happy? Exactly, yeah. It's That monkey can control stuff with his mind. Yeah. He's better than all of us. Yeah. We can't do that. Exactly. But, alas, this is what people do. They take something beautiful and they stamp on it. And they yeah. kill it till it's dead. Yeah, Kim K has become a billionaire. Her net worth has soared by 220 million Jesus. over the past couple of weeks. Is that because of Kanye being gone? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. He was dragging her down. Didn't he have massive debts? Yeah, he also sold a pair of Nike Easy Runners, I believe, that he wore at some concert that he performed. And they just sold yesterday for 1.8 million. Why? Yeezys aren't even nice. I think. I don't know, but 1.8 million is a lot of dosh. Yeah, for a pair of shoes that you're not even going to wear. Yeah, worn by a wanker. <laughs> Fair. And I bet you he was told that, oh yeah, Kanye, you just made 1.8 million on those. Still didn't smile. He smiled one time. Uh, I seen an interview with him and, and Kim and... Uh, he was talking about how he loves the movie Incredibles. And he smiled then. Yeah. So the only thing that makes him happy in the world is the movie Incredibles. Yeah, because uh, the wife got a fat ass. Like his wife. Oh. <laughs> that's what he says in the interview. And she's just like looking at him. And I'm like, that's why he likes the Incredibles. Not because it's a great film. Because the wife got a fat ass. It's a good point, to be fair. I like that. I don't like normally like anything to do with Kanye but I like that (laughs) (laughs) Um, then the Oscars were last night well not last night the night before were they? yeah oh so um, Daniel Kaluuya embarrassed his mom because he thanked her for having sex so that he would be born (laughs) and her reaction was stole the show because she was totally totally embarrassed she was like oh no (laughs) I don't play for yeah (laughs) Um, Chloe Zhao became the second woman to win Best Director. What did she direct? Nomadland. Oh, that's the one that no one's seen yet. Mm, and Frances McDormand also won Best Actress for that. 
She So she oh. now has three Best Actress Oscars and she's one behind Catherine Hepburn for the record. Oh. It was a bit of an outrage, but Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor over Chadwick Boseman. For what? What was he in? The Father. He plays a man with Alzheimer's. Oh. Or dementia, one or the other. And what Chadwick Boseman was nominated for? Ma Rainey's. Never even heard. And of I think he plays a musician, but it was he was favoured for it, and he was. It was assumed he'd get the posthumous Oscar, much like Heath Ledger for The Dark Knight. Yeah. But Anthony Hopkins beat him. Interesting. And um. I'd need to see the two films to make any sort of judgment. Hmm. The um short movie that I told you to look at, Two Distant Strangers. That won the Oscar. Oh, well done. So that's still on Netflix for people who want to look at it. It's about police brutality against the black community. And it's much like Groundhog Day. It's half an hour long and it's very entertaining. Yeah, it's, we'll all watch it because I still live It's a damning subject, but it's very poignant in today's times. Mm. With Taking the Knee, the Derek Chauvin trial. Yeah. Everton. And that, it's that, something that needs to be addressed now in the world, so... That Very poignant happened little since film we were now. last recorded. He's, he was found guilty. Yeah. He and he's that. been on suicide watch and Everton since, I believe. He spends 23 hours of his day in solitary confinement. Yeah, I feel like any any cops that go to prison, that's just going to be their life. Yeah, I believe he could receive between 12 and 40 years. Sen- I don't think his actual sentence has been given yet. If he only gets like 12 years, it's a disgrace. Yeah. He's found guilty of three separate. I think it was murder. Well, this was just for George Floyd. This hasn't taken into account the new events. What new events? He, it's been confirmed now that I think two to three years previous to him kneeling and killing George Floyd, he also kneeled on another black teen's neck for 17 minutes. Jesus Christ. So he'd prior like? He'd prior, he'd done it before. So he knew what he was doing. Right. It was basically his thing, it seems. Yeah. His way of subduing people were to kneel on their neck. His way of showing dominance. Yeah. And it I was hope. confirmed during the trial that that was not police protocol. Yeah. That was just him. I hope he rots. It's wrong. I don't, I don't understand in today's world... How people are still subjected to awful crimes just because of the colour of their skin. Yeah. I I, I don't get it. Like, it's just... It baffles me. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. But But um, he he got found guilty on three three separate counts. There's... I think it was like murder, third-degree murder, second-degree murder. And third degree manslaughter and he found guilty of all three like wow the fact that tw- he could get only 12 years is that's what was said in the article i i read anyways that could be different now throw the fucking book at him <laughs> literally throw it at him and then give him her ears yeah scumbag but um a little bit more upbeat then was over in Australia, a man came up with the idea to have an all-out pool noodle war. So people go out and they bait each other with pool noodles. Do you know the little yeah. 
floaty things that they use in swimming pools. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think we should do something like that, but come up with our own one. So once lockdown's over, because lockdown is is over, I believe, in Australia, and they have no cases, I believe, or very yeah. little. That's because they did the right thing and just closed everything. Yeah, so they had a big celebration by going around baiting each other with noodles. Nice. We should use packet noodles. Or egg noodles. Mm. But I think we need to come up with something Yeah. before the end of our lockdown and then we do it. Uh, we'll work on that. We'll work on it. We'll let you know. Did you see there was a war of the Joshes? Who were the Joshes? Just loads of Joshes all met up to fight each other to find out who's who's the one true Josh. <gasps> How did they fight one another? I don't know. I didn't I didn't uh, fully look into it. I just know that a four-year-old Josh won. Yeah, go on. So he is the one true Josh. And how did he win? I also don't know. We'll have to look into this. Yeah. As usual, I've, I've, I don't know the full details of the stories that I talk about. But I know a four-year-old Josh won the War of the Joshes. Well done, Josh. Fair play to Josh. Well Commiserations done. to Josh. And the other Josh. And the other Josh. And so forth. I think I think that, that that is a good place to to end this week's show. We've laughed, we've cried, we've talked about babies. But yeah, that's it for me now, guys. Um, we'll let you know on our social medias about our challenge. We'll inform you of our smoothies or cocktails. Yep. Yeah. And hope to talk to you next Tuesday. Wednesday. For Wednesday, when it actually comes out. Yeah. God. You think I'd know by now. The people know. But so I you don't. think you'd know. We record on a Wednesday. We record on, on a, a Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> I got it backwards. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but okay. yeah, hopefully you have a good week, guys. And talk to you soon. Sayonara. <laughs>